What up, this is Steph G. And this is Nika T. And this is... His, hers, and, and the, the Truth, Truth Podcast. What's up, man? What's been going on? Life. Life. We're going to leave it at that. Life. How you been doing? Uh, I've been cool, man. I uh, I mean to ask <clears throat> you, what is? when did you realize you were becoming a homebody? Or you were a homebody? Um... Uh, Probably sometime in my twenties. Like, like what? What you remember was that, it? That that first apartment that you came you over to? Yeah, yeah, right across the street from the Boys and Girls Club. Yeah, I ain't never go nowhere or do nothing. I stayed at home. Yeah. I, I knew then I was a homebody. So like, I probably knew before then because I still didn't do. Like I ain't never did shit. Think about it. Cause I'm I'm kind of starting to think that uh. <laughs> I'm a, I'm becoming a homebody, and the reason why I say that is mainly because it's like, if if I'm not dressed at least by like nine o'clock, p.m. Yeah, I'm not. We talking about me. We talking about me. You gotta focus on me right now. If I'm not dressed by nine o'clock, I really don't want to be going nowhere. Cause you know, I'm dead see, by I, eight, eight. Cause 30. see, right? Cause see me. Sometimes I can go out at 11, or I, I, I could. I'd be like, right, I'm throwing my clothes on at 10.30, 11, I'm out, you know. So now I'm just kind of like, uh, I don't know. I don't know. I might, uh, I might, it's, 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 just, it's just crazy, man, because anytime I try to plan something, I'll be sitting at home, and then I'll be like, man, I, I'm canceling more. i say that. I'm canceling stuff more. i cancel some shit quick. And be hella glad when people uh, cancel, cancel planes. On you. Man, nigga, you don't understand. I be trying to figure out how to get out of shit all the time. I don't know, man. I uh, I do enjoy being at the crib, but it's kind of like I only like being at home if I do like some type of daytime activity. I like being at home by myself. Well, we Period. we got that part. <laughs> we we trying to discover how. If I'm Period. becoming a homebody, but I I guess if I say that I like to do stuff during the daytime, I guess that's not really a <clears throat> it's not a homebody, but it is transforming because I used to be out at night. I used yeah. to be like, hey, y'all like, do whatever you, during you, the day. You didn't hit your thirty, so now you like nigga, <clears throat> hit me up when the sun is up. When the sun go down, I'm ready to be in the crib. Yeah, man, I'm ready to read bedtime stories and yeah, you know, watch sitcoms and shit. You know what I'm saying? But which one of us was that? I don't know. That might have been you. But uh, yeah, oh, you I, gotta blame shit. Never mind. Never mind. Yeah, because all jokes is coming on you from now on. Suck. My <laughs> <dick>. <laughs> all jokes is coming on you from now. On, so. Shut up. But yeah, man, I'm just being a homebody ish person. Uh. Shit, I really miss my homecoming. I when you used to tell me I was born because I ain't do shit. Well, I, I mean, I still would tell I'm you born. that. You I'm are. Born. I am not. <clears throat> you are. I find exciting things to do in my house. I mean, last week, like, I mean, not last week, last time we was recording, you said we was going to go to Khalil's for karaoke. Well, unfortunately, we definitely can't do that now. You know, so. Uh, it's like off the table for a while. We can do karaoke. Man. You know, we can do karaoke, man. We can do know. karaoke at the house. <clears throat> we should have yeah. a karaoke night one night. 
That would be fun. Like a couple's karaoke night. I want to play on the uh, Wii, Switch. Uh, the Switch, yeah. I mean, that's cool. Y'all can sing, I'll do the Switch. No, you got to do karaoke as well. I'm, last time I did karaoke, I think it was last year. Uh, at the uh, we did it at the house. It I'm was hit uh, up your lady and we gonna <clears> I'm, <throat> I'm, I'm we gonna schedule some fucking karaoke. Oh yeah, uh, you got free time. You got enough time. I'm, you coming too? Like it's not it's it's not about you not coming. Just because I said I'm gonna hit her up, don't mean that you not coming. That just means I know that you will for sure come if she like yeah we gonna be there. The fuck ever, nigga. Anyway, I'm, I'm, I'm have the BG somehow. The, oh, oh, I can't make it, bro. You've had that at my house before, so you have well, no excuse. But it's gonna be it, it's it's different if I'm already at home. No, and I can't get no, a start. Then no, you gotta drive. And no, you gotta, uh, swerving hey, this shit. Hey, sis, don't let him get out this shit. We gonna play in karaoke. Oh, whatever. That's so right. I mean, what I'm else is going him. on, man? What's what's uh? Nothing. What's going on in your lane? We just had uh, is it is it called World Mental Health Day, or is it yeah, just called Mental day? Health Day Sunday? Other day, yeah. Yeah. World Mental Health Day. It was Sunday, man. National Mental Health Day. <clears throat> National Mental Health Day. That's what it is. I, and I'm. It I'm, was a mental health day. I'm sad. I'm, I should be disappointed in myself because I work in the field, but I, I don't be knowing the proper terms. You know, it just it's so many holidays and days. Out there, you know, yeah, it's just daughter's day and son's day, and yeah, fuck that shit. Anyways, but uh, so as far as you know, uh, National Mental Health Day, how would you say your mental health is today? improving from what from what point to what point? Like, what was it, man? Like, my mental health, like, I was drowning in depression, anxiety. And that, like, depression and anxiety are really my biggest things when it comes to my mental health. And with that, it triggers my anger as well. So then that becomes a bigger problem. So, like, now I have my moments where I get frustrated, but you've seen me blow up before. Mm -hmm. And, like, that just doesn't happen. Now it's more of a... (sighs) All right, let me go collect myself for a minute or two. And then I come back and I'm like, okay, these are the thoughts that I now have after really sitting back and thinking about it. Also, I utilize my journal a lot now, like especially after I meditate, make sure I'm Hmm. meditating and I write in my journal about what, you know, I reflected on during meditation and stuff like that. Just kind of help me kind of really figure out my thoughts and my feelings. Because a lot of where my depression and my anxiety was coming from is that I couldn't, like, I couldn't navigate through that. But now it's more of a number one, I'm going to therapy uh, twice a month on a consistent basis. So having that one person to talk to, aside from, you know, the support system that I already have, but having that one person to talk to and then also actually implementing a process that works for me that I enjoy doing, it allowed me to really just be able to take the necessary steps in order to to like overcome the depression, overcome the anxiety. And don't get me wrong, I still have them moments, but 
That's where he come in at, and he be like, "Hey, the fuck you want to do?" So like, when you when you talk about doing the journal, <clears throat> you know what I'm saying? What what is what is it that's a, some part of relief when you are writing? Because I've always heard people, you know, artists always talk about that they use their their their, their writing skills to relieve themselves, but it's like. What do you feel when you write? What what is it like? Certain words that make you feel some type of relief? Is it just the the the, the sensory of the pen in your hand? What is it? It's really just being able to get my thoughts out clearly. And like with my journal, the way the format in which I write each time is completely different. I might draw pictures just to express my feelings and my emotions i might draw diagrams that kind of point to different things or i might make a list of things i might just write it out as though i'm talking to a person it really just depends on what i'm reflecting on but just to be able to get those thoughts out sometimes for me like writing has always been a good form of communication for me when I couldn't get through to my mom, I would write her letters. Like as a kid, I would write her letters to really get my points across and stuff like that. And I've done that throughout life a lot. So with me, it's just really being able, like writing feels like that's the best way for me to kind of formulate my thoughts and actually get them out clearly and organized. Even if on the page it doesn't quite look organized Mm -hmm. it's really still some sort of organization like i know what i did there and why i did it it's kind of like when people say that i'm an organized mess yeah yeah i mean there's a method to my madness like i get it all right so with you telling us where you were and where you are who do you give the credit to where you are now the the with the progress that you made who I get a credit, credit to myself that's it I mean and the reason I mean, why I say yeah. that the reason why I say I give the credit to myself is because I'm the person like nope everybody could say you know Nika you really need to go to therapy you really need to talk to somebody you need to talk to somebody you need to talk to somebody but you're not going to go to therapy just based off of somebody telling you you need to go to therapy. You're going to go to therapy based off of you being ready. So, number one, I decided to take the first step by even going. Mm-hmm. Then, number two, while in therapy, I'm actually doing the work. So, when it comes down to it, I mean, yeah, I give myself that credit <laughs> because... I'm the one that has to stay committed. Can't nobody do this but me. Can't nobody, you know, help me with my issues other than my therapist, like the way that I need to be helped. You know what I'm saying? But in order for me to get to my therapist, like I have to be the one to do the work. It ain't like he can just say, oh, well, depression no more, and then it's gone. You know what I'm saying? It's, okay, let me give you the proper tools that you need to work through that. But it's up to you to actually utilize those tools to to better yourself. So, yeah, I give that credit to myself. But my support system definitely is a close second because y'all encourage me a lot. Y'all by my side. Y'all, you know, y'all done seen me at my worst. Like, every person that I consider a part of my support system, y'all have literally seen me at my absolute worst. And y'all have stuck, be- stuck beside me. Stuck. 
y'all have stuck beside me through all of that. So yeah, yeah, man, no, that's a jaw thing. She has like uh, one day she was trying to say, I she brought something and she was like, I broke it. And I was like, that's, mm -mm, mm -mm, no, <laughs> but yeah. So yeah, that's, that's what I get a credit to. Hmm. Okay. All right. How you feel like as far as the whole mental health aspect, like you straight, you good mental uh, health check. <clears throat> yeah. I, for some reason, I'll, I, I, I feel like I'm I'm good a lot of the times. I uh I do have moments where I might be overthinking something. Mm -hmm. Like a lot of times nowadays I overthink, you know, uh just life, uh with my family, uh especially with my daughter. Of anxiety, right? Yeah. Okay. And so, uh I just be thinking about, you know, <clears throat> if I'm if I'm doing what I need to do just in case I have an early, earlier demise than what I want, would like, you know. Your, your mortality <laughs> has, like, really been weighing on you a lot. Like, that's something that comes up a lot in our conversation. Yeah, I mean, I, I just pay attention to, I guess, I want to get my ducks in a row before right. I feel great about my life. Okay. And it's not that I that's don't fair. feel great about my life, <clears throat> but, like, like, I was telling you earlier about the life insurance stuff. Right. Like I need, I need the the way that I want it secured. I haven't got it secured yet, and I'm trying to get that secured as much as possible. And so with that, it's just like you know, once I do, it's like I I feel better. Kind of like with even combining my finances, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm at a point to where I'm like two months in on uh, oh, I'm two months ahead on bills in certain in certain places. That is making me feel a lot better. So right. it's just kind of like when I when I want to invest more time into my my family, into you know my daughter, even you know my extended family, you know my brother, my my niece, right, and things of that nature. I don't I don't have to be thinking in the back of my head about all right, am I take is everything squared away that I that I have. Uh, in my life to where it's like, all right, I can take some time off and, you know, just focus on one thing. And so uh, even before I went I went to work today, my daughter was like, uh, she was like, Daddy, you, know, you got to go to work? She was like, I want you to stay. Right. And I was like, I can't. be having them moments where she's just like, she don't want nobody to leave. Like, she want everybody to just stay in the house yeah. and be around and spend time. And we be like, bro, we got we got stuff to do. Like we got to. We ain't got no choice. But yeah. I get Yeah, that. I mean but yeah, so me thinking about just, you know, the end of my time has just been weighing heavy on me. Uh simply because I just understand <clears throat> that I, I live more and while I'm living more that I just enjoy and not forcefully leave my mark or legacy or anything like that with somebody but right. to just really be some type of uh help help to somebody you know whether it be an ear whether it be something like people i'm gonna tell you what's crazy people have been randomly hitting me up and it's asking me for money people i have not talked to one one person i haven't talked to in at least 
20 years. Why motherfuckers think you got it like that? I don't know. I, you know, I really I really don't know. And some people I, I hardly ever talked to before. But it's just, you know, I I just feel like, you know, if I if I'm able to do it, I I'll do it because uh I mean, I'm kind of reflecting back on just growing up right. and <clears throat> when I had my own financial struggles and you know, I didn't go to too many people, but I just knew who to go to. Right. You know, and I would think about when I was uh coming through for alpha uh and my lbs and profiles had me in ways i couldn't even imagine so you know in my mind i always say shout out to them uh for helping me out so i just try to extend that to you know somebody else and so that i I bring that all back to say that part makes me feel good about my own mental health right it's kind of like you know not somebody depends on me but somebody has enough faith in me you know i'm saying to say hey Here's my sister. Like, even if I don't talk to you, you you somehow right. are comfortable saying, hey, this is my situation, and I need to, I need X, Y, Z. If it's not money, it's just, I need to I'm ask sorry. a favor. It's fine. I'm sorry. You know, you, you, you're going through that. And, yeah. uh, but, uh, yeah, so, like, like I said, my home, not my homework, but this guy I knew, he asked me for $20. I said, uh, before I gave it to him, I said, hey, man, you're going to have to call me on Facebook or something, man. Shit, this ain't a scam. Right. He called me. He was like, hey, man, this bitch is crazy. I'm trying to get up out of here. And I was like, all right, bro, just send me your stuff, man. He was like, man, I'm going to shoot it back to you tomorrow, man. I was like, man, don't even worry about it. You know, you, you really need it, man. I ain't trying to put an extra burden on you to make sure you pay me pay back. Right, right, right. I feel you. that. But certain people, man, you know, <clears throat> nah, certain people, I'm going to be like, hey, or – I only ask them about it just to be like, hey, don't be no whole ass nigga. Right, right, right. If you say, hey, I ain't got it, you ain't got it. And that's cool. Just say that, man. I'm not out here tripping on it. Just tell me the truth. Right. But, yeah, I mean, and only anytime I do feel any type of anxiety for myself, it's kind of like I always revert back to laughter. Uh, I'm going to laugh. At the yeah. end of the day, I'm going to laugh. That's and I, where, that's that's where I didn't got to. It's like I'm gonna I'm gonna laugh yeah. because I know like like my mom and my brother they a lot of things that they watch like on TV and stuff. I'm like I can't watch it, and they'll be like I don't understand why you can't. And I'm like I've noticed for me that watching certain things on TV it affects my mood greatly. So I have to watch things that's like lighthearted and that's going to like make me laugh and stuff like that so that I don't fall into like that darkness and stuff like that. And I always want to, I'm always wanting to laugh because yeah. laughing is it's good. It's, it's, it's good medicine. Right. And so I think, uh, I think, I, I don't know how, but I somehow kind of want to credit to Lil Duval for the just laugh through life stuff. Yeah. But I've, I've been like that for so long. It's kind of like. Like you, I, I say it all the time. I would be like, this nigga can't take nothing seriously. Like I say it all the time. You don't take shit serious. You going to find a joke in every yeah, damn I, thing. Yeah, I definitely find a joke in You going to find a shit. joke in every damn thing. And Kadeem always mentioned, like you have some of the best one-liners. Like he always say that. Oh. <laughs> you got some good ass one-liners. But yeah, you gonna you gonna laugh through anything. Speaking of laughter though, did you watch the closer? I did. I did watch the closer. It was How uh, did you feel? Like not even getting into 
the real controversial nonsense. I mean, we can discuss it, but just overall, how did you enjoy it as a Dave Chappelle special? Uh, I I really enjoyed it. I uh I like the the punchlines he had, the hidden humor. Yeah. Uh, you know the dry humor because he had it's 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 something about storytelling for me when it comes down to comedians like i know a lot of people might disagree but i love dl hughley mm-hmm. i love the way he does his comedy he just uh, it's just how you apply real life things into right. the world and then you laugh about it kind of like what we just said even during serious moments yeah you find some way to some laugh way, some way to laugh about it and so yeah i i completely uh enjoyed it i uh I knew it was going to be very, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Controversial. Controversial. Uh, but it's like, you know, he, he took the angle and saying, it's, 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 I'm not mad at the LGBTQ community. I'm not mad at y'all. I'm jealous of how y'all come together about the stuff. Right. And he would, like, yeah. we would do that more often. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, I get that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, I pretty much like when it started, and and I enjoyed the entire thing. Like it was good. I felt like the, I expected nothing less from Dave Chappelle. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, but when I saw it, like when he first got on stage, he already had said. This is the last time that I'm doing comedy for like stand up for a while. This is the last special I'm doing for a while. Mm-hmm. So he already knew like and, and he he let everybody know from the beginning like brace your motherfucking selves cuz I know that this is going to be the last of it for a minute. Yeah. And I mean for me I'm I'm cool with it cuz I still watch like you have shared uh, Richard Pryor wouldn't. Uh, he wouldn't. He he, he wouldn't have lasted. Definitely would have got canceled, bro. But I yeah, I still watch Richard Pryor stuff. I, well, I don't think he would have got canceled, but motherfuckers would have tried. Yeah, they they would have they would have tried it. They would have tried it, but Him, it's, it's just Mac. it's just you you. I don't know, man. It's Dave really, and I I kind of agree with everybody else when they said Dave really exposed cancel culture. Yeah, and said it's not real. It's really not real. Now, I will say this. Certain certain parts of cancel culture picks out the the, the racism, you know, in a lot of people and stuff like that. And that does bring that to the forefront and then they'll hey Yeah. Move your ass I feel like that. I feel like cancel culture went to the extreme when it was like, Oh, you hurt my feelings so now you're canceled or oh right. you don't agree with me so now you're canceled when really it is oh what you're saying is really hate speech and now you're canceled but when it comes down to comedy and this is my thing it don't matter what comedian it is when it comes down to comedy nothing and no one is off limits right even like, ourselves you, you <laughs> and if you go to a comedy show and you sit on the front row nigga you definitely a target you exactly. know what i'm saying like nothing is off limits comedy is supposed to be inappropriate 
Yeah, you 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 got it's supposed to be in. And you don't you don't have to have thick skin, but you have to at least have logic. Yeah. That, hey, this is just jokes. At the end of the day, I'm really not even focusing on you like that. So if if I'm not really focusing on you like that, then it's like, all right, hey, I'm gonna make this joke and I'm gonna go on about my day. Y'all, please excuse my household as they act like they don't realize that we recording the podcast tonight. It be like that sometimes, but it's all good. Uh, but yeah, and then you see at Netflix that Netflix is standing with Dave Chappelle. Right. They even said today they said, "Hey, if y'all can cheer on murder, uh, crime, um, all that other stuff, right. y'all can deal with a joke. Y'all can deal with some jokes." Because at one point, you know, what I'm saying they wasn't making a big fuss about uh, whatever that little girl. Teen cheerleading stuff that they had. It was like a little preteen thing that they had, and they it it had to, people actually had to push more to get that taken off Netflix. Oh, I know what you're talking about. I forgot yeah. what it was. I was like, absolutely not, because you know, motherfuckers. That's a that's now that's an illness. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. But yeah, you you got somebody that's talking about that's not blood. That's beet juice. <laughs> I mean that. <laughs> Like the 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 joke to me was uh, when he said, "Kaylin Jenner <laughs> got Woman of the Year, and this bitch ain't had a period ever in her life." <laughs> that that was that was the funny part to me. So, but to, in, in your mind, do you think Dave Chappelle is the goat? Because that's that's another topic. Uh, uh, on a lighter note, that's another topic that's you know people having after the closing. Closure came out. What um, do you think? I uh, I'm a little torn on that. <clears throat> I won't. I don't. I don't think. I feel like Dave Chappelle owns Dave Chappelle, and for that, he is the goat. For for you to be completely free. In this world, you got to be completely unapologetic, stand for what the fuck you want, and get what the fuck you want. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, he, this man that made money, like, he got on stage and let motherfuckers know, I'm rich. I'm <laughs> yeah. rich. And, and at that point, they should have already known, he don't give a fuck about your opinions. <laughs> Bitch, I'm rich. I got money. I don't, like, what you got to say means nothing. He said, he said, Trump's going to Washington and he's going to fight for us. He was talking about the poor white. Oh, he yeah. said, He's fighting for me. <laughs> I am rich. I you am are rich. Poor. Yes. But so. I, I feel like to be, to be a black man in this society and to be able to own yourself, mm-hmm. that makes you a goat. When it comes down to comedy, I feel like I feel like he's gotten close to the level of some of the greats, but I don't think I could give just that greatest of all time title to any of them because they all they all have their different style. They all hit their different points and they all like make you laugh on some level. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I didn't seen Dave Chappelle like Dave Chappelle is still around from childhood to adulthood. I I've seen him from childhood to adulthood. 
uh, Bernie Mac. I saw him from childhood to adult adolescence. Yeah, cause he died in '08. Okay, so yeah, so from from childhood to basically adolescence. So at that point, you know, when you get to see somebody be around for that long, I feel like that I see why people make that argument. But when we have to take into account all of the greats that paved the way, people like Red Fox, people like you know Richard Pryor, um, things of that sort, things of that sort, you know, Paul Mooney shit like that mm. you just you you kind of they all got their quirks you know what i'm saying yeah. so i can't i can't give it one way or the other but i feel like dave on himself more than any of the other ones did yeah and that and that that is what stands out to me about dave is how he uh how his fan base now his fan base came together it was like yeah all right we're not gonna watch the Chappelle show till he get what he deserved uh, we're going to stand behind Dave Chappelle in his stand-ups. Whether you're transgender, whether you're queer, gay, whatever, or straight, you know, if you're a fan, you're, you're, you're a fan. You, you've, met, you've been a fan, you understand what to expect, and you don't take nothing harsh from him, you know. And so uh, I, I give him his kudos to that. And then, uh, I mean, I feel like this, and this is what, like, I, I do feel like a lot of people got offended by his his – uh, special on Netflix and they got offended at a certain point and quit watching it. I don't think everybody watched it all the way through, but with watching it all the way through, like I could legitimately see how heartbroken he was to have lost a friend that was a part of the trans community. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? And for people to, to not be able to see the actual human aspect of him in that, because yeah. above all else, his thing was, okay, y'all want to be treated like humans. Y'all getting the rights to be treated like humans. We've been fighting for over Centuries. 400 years to have the right to be treated as humans. Without question. Without question. Without, you know, without motherfuckers pulling guns on us, being shot down, without motherfuckers automatically assuming that we out here selling drugs or breaking into houses or what have you. You know what I'm saying? So the one thing that I did notice, the fact that this man literally, he was literally hurt. And you could visibly see that hurt on his face when he was talking about Daphne. And that that's just... I mean, how can he you, was having a human experience? He was having a human experience at that moment, and, and he even said, "I don't need you to understand me, but I need you to like." He he quoted her, "I don't I don't need you to understand me. Yeah. I need you to know that I'm having a human experience. I need you to know that I'm living this. Yeah, that's that's all that matters. This is what we're living, and what what bothers us as black people the most is when people tell us, "Oh, that's not what's happening." But you're not the person that this is happening to. And right. at no point have we ever said, oh, as a trans person, as a queer person, whatever, however you identify, at no point did we ever say this is not happening to you. But what we are saying is there are certain things that we don't necessarily agree with. And that's, and okay. that's okay to say. You can still be friends. You can still, you know, shop in the same shopping malls. You can still go to the same grocery store. You can still do all of those different things. But, I mean, a difference in opinions is a difference in opinions. That's that's all that is. Yeah. 
And you know what's crazy? It's just the the difference in opinion seems to be more on the side of, all right, let me attack you for it. And they also, it's like people don't want to voice it themselves, so they like to, like on social media, they like to crawl up under somebody else's post and be like, I've been waiting on somebody to say this. And it's like, just grow some balls, man. Grow if this, if this is what you want to say, feel, say it. If, if it's not made for, for you to say on social media, don't say nothing at all. Man. Right. Take the step back behind the scenes and just keep scrolling. So, uh, <clears throat> but, but that kind of makes me think about an, another point kind of off the LGBT stuff, but right. more so into black women. And so it was a thing that I saw on Twitter that says, uh, and I hate the word normalize, but they said normalize uh, a black woman expressing her feelings without making it feel like she's having an attitude. And so that made me think, it's like, okay, so if 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 I got to think that you're not having an attitude when you're expressing yourself, it's okay to be expressive. But like people say, it's, how are you expressing it? Right. I have the, I have the right to be talked to a certain way. Correct. Now, this is what I will say. I don't necessarily know the target audience that that particular statement was for. But what I will say is in a workforce that is predominantly white, if a black woman, even in the nicest way, disagrees with something someone says, or say or makes a statement or anything like that. It doesn't it doesn't matter how she said it. She can be the nicest, sweetest, most soft-spoken person in the world, but because she is a black woman, we will automatically be deemed as having an attitude. I don't know if the person that wrote it was directing it towards black men. I don't know if they were directing it towards the white the the workforce that is predominantly white, but in in my experience because i i'm surrounded by black men that are perfectly okay with me expressing myself and they might you know i know that i'm a very expressive person and i'm a very you know uh type mm. person so a lot of times you know y'all gotta look at me and be like you straight but in a situation like for me whenever i'm in corporate america i try to dial myself back a little bit and it's sad that we have to do that but i have to dial myself back just a little bit in order to not be perceived as the angry black woman or the black woman that has an attitude and i've seen white women you know come off even harsher to people in the workforce than what i did and i would still be the one deemed as having the attitude or you know being aggressive or what have you so and I and That's I think my take on that. And I think and the, I guess the thing is I know black men can uh empathize with that when it comes down to our physical stature. Right. You know, it's like, hey, I'm not always I'm not trying to rob you, so you always clinching. Right. You always locking the door. Or if I'm walking up on, on you or something like that, you don't have to feel intimidated. I don't want nothing from you. And so it's like, you know, I think well, if, we, if we're trying to angle it between black men and black women as far as when a black woman is being expressive, it's like, hey, we understand the passion behind majority of black women when they speak. Right. And so if we're asking, are you okay, it's like, 
y'all have picked up on a cue that probably let yeah, y'all know. Yeah, because, because you've used that same cue when you're expressing something of pain. Yeah, I You get know that. what I'm saying? And it's like, we're not trying to tell you to tone it down as if we don't understand you, but we're trying to understand the actual tone. So, yes, we might, you know, uh, mistaken it for, you know, some type of anger. But if you know the person that you're talking to. Right. You know that you can correct that person. You know, you can be like, hey, I'm fine. I'm just, you know, very expressive in what it is that I got to say. Or I'm very emotional behind it. But there's no type of uh, negative emotion towards you. And so I, when I just saw it on, on Twitter, I was just like, hmm. I yeah. wanted to get your opinion on that because yeah. I know how you are when it comes down to expressing yourself and things of that nature. And and I mean, yeah, I I feel like I feel like in that aspect, depending on where it's at, because my thing is we oftentimes as black men and black women and I always preach this accountability thing. We like to point fingers. We like to we like to say what we're experiencing and what we're going through as if the opposite sex um does not experience that. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like and and we know that we know that you do. You know what I'm saying? Just because you've not necessarily directly experienced it doesn't mean that it's not a normal thing. It's just not a normal thing for you. That's that that was kind of like um you know just just seeing stuff uh is when some when a group of people and I'm going to stay in the black uh culture when one 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 gender says it's sad that we have to do this and it's like we understand we we have too much of a tendency to want to bring up the other side also right. and sometimes we but i think sometimes we we bring up the other side because we don't think that you're seeing it from that angle either but i guess we should work on letting you express what it is about that side that you're speaking yeah like a lot of times it comes off as a defense mechanism like when you when you see well like if somebody is preaching about their particular experience and then somebody come in and be like well that happens for black men as well Well, number one it seems as though you are basically not actually taking account of whatever experience this person has like you devaluing their experience to basically say well i go through that too or in a situation of well i wish black men would do blase blase and then a black man comes in and be like oh well black women don't do this either well right now we're not talking about black women right now we're talking about black men we understand that both both genders have their issues both genders have their downfalls and their shortcomings but that's not a number one it's not an absolute so it's not saying that oh this is how every single black man is or this is how every single black woman is but sweep around your own front door like you can't worry about what black men got going on right now because you're not you're not the perfect black woman right now, and not saying that you could ever be the perfect because we know that perfection ain't real. You know, is mm-hmm. is that's imaginary. So I mean, but you need to be doing everything that you can to make sure that you are a good person. And a lot of times people sit and they complain and they complain and they complain, not realizing that a lot of time them complaints that you having is because everything that you're receiving is a reflection of the energy and the vibes that you are putting out or a reflection of how you present yourself. 
And if you don't want to take accountability for your actions, you don't want to fix that shit, then you can always get fucked up shit from the opposite sex. I mean, that's just that's just what the fuck it is. But, I mean, it's fuck niggas. It's good niggas. It's fuck bitches. It's good bitches. <laughs> fuck bitches is a funny term. I mean, I just, I, I ain't mm-hmm. know anything better. Yeah, nah, I mean, I feel you, man. It's just... Fuck, uh, let I, me let me say it this way: Fuck niggas can be both male and female. Yeah, Better? niggas is universal. Niggas is universal. Cause I I know I just try to anytime I feel like I'm I'm about to say well men and then I'm like, let's just hear what it what, is that what they it is are that they saying. have to say. Yeah, but I and wish fair. But I wish that it was fair when it was time for a black man when he says black women, and then. That that starts to be looked at as hate speech. Right. It starts to, because and honest, then you go with the cancel culture again honest, because we don't agree. Now we want to argue. And then and then I understand people. You know, we got this phrase. You know, uh, damn, I didn't lost the damn phrase in my mind. My bad. Um. Uh, uh, but anyway, it's it's just the the idea. You know that black women, you know, can say what they want to. They can do what they need to, and it's all good. So, uh. I mean, I don't, I don't know. It's, it's just the the other side being able to say, "Hey, all right, what is Let it me that just black listen. women need to do?" Right. You know, if somebody just says, "Hey, all right, y'all," because I mean, the, the 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 fact that they have to have a post that says, "Uh, b- men only," you know, tell us what it is that you want or need or. Whatever, and then it somehow it's still somebody up under there. Well, if y'all woman. would do blase blase, then maybe you could get. And I mean, at that point, sis, it's not about you. It ain't about what they need to do in order to get that. Like the thing is, what people don't realize is a motherfucker should not do a damn thing to receive what they deserve. That's that's number one, and don't. I'm not saying that reciprocity should not be given, but what I am saying is, if you see a motherfucker, you get that motherfucker the respect that they deserve. If they saying, "Hey, these are my expectations," you get them them expectations. Yeah. You get them what it is that they asking for, and you got your own set, and you expect motherfuckers to abide by that. Like it shouldn't be like a lot of times we get in these relationships, and motherfuckers want to be like, well. If if I'm going to do this, this, that, and the third for this person, then he got to be able to do this, this, that, and the third. But, and I, I get it. I understand it. It sounds good. But at the same time, you so focused on your wants that you really not focused on what you're needing to provide. It's not about take, take, take. It's about give and take. Do you, you, you saying provide, do you think, everybody's idea of being a provider alters or is different. Yeah. Because it's like when people say, not even people, when women say, hey, I need my man to provide. Okay. You know that most men and women all automatically assume that it goes straight to financial. Yeah. You're not talking about the security. You're not talking about the emotional support. Nah. You're not talking yeah. about those things. So when you say provide, you have to go. You have to go it, deeper. You have to be specific on what type of providing that is. Like you can say a man's job is to provide. You are absolutely correct. By definition, a man's job is to provide. Um, 
but at the same time, what is he providing? Because number one, if both of y'all working, he's not the only financial provider in the house. He also has to be able to provide, you know, emotionally. He has to be able to, you know, handle you emotionally and provide spiritually. Like y'all, y'all got to be able to be on the same page. But when it comes down to providing the one thing that I don't, uh, I don't fully Ooh. believe in is that the man is the only provider because just like like i said it's not all about take and take it's about give and take so just like the man has to provide you know emotionally emotional support uh mental support spiritual support all of that you have to do the same you got to provide that as well like the only difference is the words that we use we use nurturing when it comes to women yeah and we use providing when it comes to men but truth be told they the same damn thing you can nurture something in a certain way like nurturing just basically means to grow that thing to take yeah. care of it to cultivate it to make sure that it's you know it's harvestable and in that aspect i like that harvestable i don't even know if that's a real word but uh i know harvest <clears throat> is a word so i just you know but I mean, that as a woman, your job is to nurture. As a man, your job is to provide. But either way, y'all are both still providing. It is a word. Harvestable. Look at high five. Shout out to the vocabulary. But and then you know what? Uh, and this is gonna be my last point on this. It's just when people talk about providing and then they give the idea of what they want their man to do. It's like you don't want me gone from the house right. long enough to do these things, because if I'm not making this amount of money to do the providing that you have your expectations on, then it's like I have to do more, and then right. I have to be gone more, and the more that I'm gone, and when I get back, it's like, well, you always leaving, you always, you always, you always, hey. I know what I signed up for, and you know what you signed up for when I disclose my uh, finances to you. Right. So now you understand, in order for me, because I love you and I want to be with you, I have to take these extreme measures to make sure that you're happy. Right. And to make sure that I'm happy as well because you made me happy, all that type of stuff. So you have to be able to be okay with the the circumstances right in now, your idea of providing. what i will say is in that providing though if like you looking at it from a financial aspect i need you to do blase blase when it comes to the financial providing you still cannot let the other things fall by the wayside granted you might not get those other things quite as often as you would like like it's not a you know a constant recurring thing but at the same time you can't like let months go by and you ain't did something special for your lady. You can't let months go by and y'all ain't really connected on a on a mental or spiritual level or y'all ain't really having those thought-provoking conversations that y'all once had. Like, you still got to be able to maintain your relationship. But it's also up to that woman to be like, that's where that nurturing part comes in. That it's also up to her. If he's the one that's going out and having to work from 12 to 12 in order to make sure that your, you know, your lights stay on and you got a roof over your head, then the time in which he, you know, is at home or the time in which y'all do have together, okay, well, 
you know, I know you probably tired, but hey, let's go cook a meal together. Let's go, you know, y'all have to find a way to spend that time together. Make and, some bologna sandwich. You know, make some, some bologna. Chips. That fried bologna sandwich. Throw a little bit of mustard on it with some potato chips. It got to be them plain lays or some ruffles. Uh, I, get, I get the sour cream lays. Mm -mm. Mm -mm. I don't even like that. I ain't never like them. Man, you tripping. Man, no. I ain't never like ruffles. Well, I eat them when I go. Ruffles, to, ruffles. I eat them when I go to Jason. Like I like the plain ones and stuff. It. But um, uh, hey, <coughs> I need you to give me some Zaps Voodoo Heat chips. Like just go on stock, just go on stock up, stock up. Zaps. Mm -hmm. Voodoo. Voodoo Heat. Right. Just go on stock up, man. Right. Voodoo for the voodoo folks. Hey, hey. All right. Every time you come, every week you come, <laughs> bring me a bag. But yeah, uh, I'm and you know we can close on this. Uh, just how the whole providing thing and the amount that you have to provide for based on your 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 spouse goes back towards the mental health. Right. It's like all right. Yes, I have to do something nice for her. And it's like, all right, but what I, we have to come to a conclusion on, or or an, a conclusion, an agreement, an understanding of when we can do this, right? And the time that I need after that, because that's right. stressful too. And it's see, yeah, making sure it goes right, making sure you know it lives up to the it's, it's the expectation. Thing. And I think I think a lot of times people have gotten away from, <clears throat> and we're gonna get ready to end. But I think a lot of times people have gotten away from the uh, the the little things, the little thing like enjoying the little things. Like the other day, I got some chakra candles. Mm -hmm. um, I was gifted some chakra candles and some lavender bubble bath. Lavender is my favorite, my ultimate favorite scent. And like with that, he lit he lit one of my chakra candles. He was like, "Which one you want to light?" Um, and he drew me a bubble bath and he was just like, you know, chill, relax, yeah. turn your music on, enjoy yourself. You know what I'm saying? And that for me is one of them things where the fact that you took the time, you know what I'm into, you know what I like, you know, the sense that I like everything like that. And you, you know, you got off of work and you came and you did this. That for me is like, oh, that's so sweet. Now I'm prepared to possibly sit up like for him, romance is sitting up watching anime. Like he's simple. Yeah, man. <laughs> when, he's simple. Right, we'll get so, to that another time. So it was like <laughs> all I had to do after I got out after I got a tub. Let me, you know, sit up and watch a little bit of anime with you before yeah. I'm ready to go to bed because you know it's close to bedtime. But let me let me go ahead and give you a little bit of my time yeah. because you've put in the effort to to make me comfortable. To make me at peace and different things like that, so right. it's give and take. Yeah, give and take. But um, always give with love. Always give never with, love. with hope of return. Everything you do, be fair to the next person. On that note, that, that was his truth, and that was her truth, and somewhere in there is the, the real, real truth. truth. We'll holler at y'all later. later.